Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Welcome to Amplified. We've got an exciting show for all kinds of dimensions. We are live in D.C. right now, and we had the pleasure this past weekend of being on both coasts. We were on the West Coast for an event that Andrea will be sharing, and we were on the East Coast for Justin Lapazan's uh, event, Next Gen Summit, and it was in New York City. And I had the pleasure of bringing some local Baltimorean creative types to the event, and I'm going to bring her on the show right now. So, Chastity, how, how was your weekend? Good, actually. My voice will show you how good it is. I had a great time cheering on all the awesome artists um, at the Maryland Food Truck Festival yesterday at the Anne Arundel County Fairgrounds, and um, meeting all kinds right. of great people with you at the Next Gen Summit with Justin Lafferson in New York. So, I'm a little horse. So, <laughs> Chastity Solomer, I, I can tell. So, Chastity Solomer started an artist compound in Baltimore in hopes of actually bringing artists together because their marketing and their operations and all the things that are outside of the creative force that they, they have to do can actually get a little bit overwhelming. So, Chastity, why don't you share your idea of how you came up with this and what you've been doing with it? Sure thing. So, I'm from Baltimore, and it's, um, it's pretty well aware in the city, and everyone knows Baltimore's a little disconnected. I saw a disconnect between the artist and the community and the businesses and just everybody. I saw that it would to be a problem, so I decided to connect everybody. And to me, art and music is the one language that everybody speaks and everybody gets along with, and I'm just connecting all the dots so that we all can play on the same you know, level and get together and make things happen. So I literally just connect all the dots between everybody. I'm a glorified matchmaker, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you are, you are a misconnector, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that a couple of years ago, we had an unfinished conversation where there was a phone call sent to me by Messenger, and, and for some reason, just, I guess, the nature of being overwhelmed with message, messages from all over the place, this got dropped. And when I was re-looking at my friend list, I came across this message and reconnected with you, and we met the mm-hmm. same day and had this amazing conversation. So I wanted to, first of all, just tell you, attract the, the greatest people, I mean, between China and Aaron, just Right. Amazing people. Why don't you give them a little shout out of what they do for you? Oh my gosh. Um, so I started this eight years ago and yeah, I'm great at connecting, but I am not great at keeping everything that's connected streamlined. So China May is my rock with that. And she is the reason that we've actually gotten as far as we have and um, being able to do as much. And then Aaron, oh gosh, he's another connector like myself. But um, he does things on a different level and he sees things a little differently than I do. And he is also a wonderful person. There's also probably about 10 other folks on the team that kind of keep things together that you have not met yet, but I'm excited to introduce you to. We have Dwan Johnson, who is our stage and site manager, who goes to all the different locations, and because we work all over, you know, not only reconnecting the artists to the businesses, but we're actually going there and activating events and bringing people together, And but I can't go to all of them. I'm one person, so Dwan Johnson holds, holds that down. There's quite a bunch of other people as well. Well, well, China May certainly is a force. She uh, is mm-hmm. talking to the big 
guys, the big corporations about sponsorship, and she really is very savvy about how to yeah. evaluate and analyze whether something would take in a corporate setting for them to invest dollars to see what those dollars would do to have impact in the world. And I love Aaron Event L. I say yeah. L at the end of it. <laughs> um, no, it's great because he does he events and well, edges, but perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he is. Uh, he is such a sentimental guy. When I met him last mm-hmm. week, it was just so cool to see his vulnerability. And he really loves Baltimore, and he does not like the rap that Baltimore has as the most dangerous city mm-hmm. in the United States. And certainly the facts and the stats say it, but he yeah. really has uh, inspired me to want to combine the Keith Smiley movement with your artist compound and create a book and all the stories of these artists and how they actually create hope and, and inspiration mm-hmm. in our city. Oh, yeah, we are so excited to do that with you. So, Baltimore has so many great um, artists and musicians and oh, the, the caliber of creativity that we have here and talent. And to be able to put that out there on a big platform with you is very exciting. And um, I'm excited to do that with Aaron, too. Yeah, he's a great sentimental soul. And you have, uh, I think, if I recall, you even agreed that you have been pressured to get a book done mm-hmm. and that you're going to get a book done this year. I am. I am a writer that... Um, you know, I went to school to Carver School for the Arts. I was one of the very first graduating classes um, when it first opened. And um, I haven't actually written anything creatively other than, you know, I love doing my marketing and PR and all the wonderful things I write about other artists, but I have yet to write anything from my own kind of gut, soul, create creative thoughts for about 10 years now. So you have challenged me, and I am rising to the challenge because um, I am never someone to deny a double dare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this double dare will have some be- beautiful uh, results attached to it because a lot of people, when they do a book, they don't, don't have a why that's really attached to it. They don't have a marketing mm-hmm. campaign attached to it. And they certainly don't have a story that's so compelling that it would get buy-in. And we're going to hear from our next guest about how he engages actually a lot smaller set of people than most people would, but yields a com- an amazing conversion. So I'll be interested to hear what he does. when. Uh, and you certainly are welcome to stay on the call. I wanted to just ask you, I guess, one or two last questions. First of all, how can people connect with you? Well, everything is artist compound, and that's artists with an S, plural, because we believe in compounding everybody through the arts and compounding the artists together. So it's artistcompound.com. That same thing for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at artistcompound. Very easy to find. And all the events are, and you have mainly a focus of Maryland. Baltimore area, metropolitan area, but you had shared that you really want to go national. So we are going to be reaching mm-hmm. out to a lot of our guests uh, that we've had in the past in these metropolitan areas and see if they can connect you to artists. And how many events are you doing roughly a year? Oh, gosh. Um, we counted last year. We do about uh, different sizes, everything from gallery openings to large festivals like yesterday. Probably about a, ver- a variety of about 10 to 15 every month. Um, and then we do that all year round. Um, and we've been doing that for about eight years, so uh, quite a bit. <laughs> that is quite, quite a bit. bit. And then we also do like online workshops and stuff as well um, for the virtual folks that can't get to an event. So we're trying to reach everybody in a multiple um, facets. Well, events are so important because they finally put the face behind the virtual experience. So I applaud you for putting all these events together. Uh, the event that you just went to, Next Gen Summit, we were all in a training mm-hmm. together, uh, heading up there. What kind of uh, impact will that have in your future? 
Um, I am so excited. I have no idea, but I believe that the doors have just flown wide open, and I have you to thank you for that. Thank you so much. Um, I met some great, wonderful entrepreneurs. I haven't been this inspired in quite so many years, so if anybody has an opportunity to go next year, I say please come join me because I am definitely going back. There were some definite great minds there. Yeah, this is a a millennial force. Exactly. We got Philly that's going to be, I guess, a real brotherhood of extending the Baltimore artist compound up to Philadelphia and Mm -hmm. vice versa, Philadelphia helping Baltimore be that much stronger. So so I really appreciate you being (laughs) on the show. We're going to have... We're gonna have yeah, we're gonna have you on for a fuller show. But I do agree with you. The Next Gen Summit mm-hmm. is a place that if you go there, you're going to see that there's a lot of hope for the future because the the I won't call them kids; these young adults that are attending this really want to make a difference in the world. So I was equally inspired. So thanks for being on Amplified. Mm-hmm. We'll have you on again many times, I'm sure. Like looking forward to it. Have a great day. Thanks. Thank you. So Andrea, how are things on the West Coast? Well, they were absolutely fabulous, if not freezing, but uh, I was at the Warrior Boot Camp with uh, uh, A.J. Poyden, and uh, it was a small group of people, uh, 12 of us, and we were really pushed to overcome a lot of personal challenges, limiting beliefs, things that have held us back and kept us from really propelling the way that we can do things in the world, included everything from different and engaging exercises to hysterical, uh, interactive Oh, role-playing to uh, ropes courses, uh, which I, in the past, have had a fear of heights, overcame that, but had a fear of falling still, and by the end was literally jumping off of um, poles. So it uh, was quite uh, thrilling, and we had a really awesome time. You know, I don't really have a fear of falling unless I really am in the act of falling. That's the only time I really have a real fear of it. When I jumped out of planes in the army, I said, you know what? I don't mind the jumping. It's that hard landing at the end that I really didn't like because it kind of makes you feel like <laughs> you're being splattered. Well, and, I, I, we were know, very fortunate we over, had uh, harnesses on. <laughs> okay. Well, I think one of the ways to get rid of your fear of falling is just if you crawl on the ground, that will probably make you feel a little more stable. Uh, well, since my just original fear of falling was, I was terrified to literally be on top of a parking, you know, the little parking things that are about four inches off the ground that says this is where your car should be. I was terrified to fall into mm-hmm. that and die. So uh, the fact that I would go to great heights now is, 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 is <laughs> eventful. <laughs> well, at Flight Club, where we actually met our, our guest, you actually went down a, what is that, what is that called, a zip line? You went down a, a zip, zip line, line at yes. the San Diego Zoo? That was so, a very long yeah, zip line. Yeah, the zip line we did there was... States quite high yeah but it's one of the longest in the united states i would guess it's it was very very long so you overcame that and you know i think stephen wright really identified the the, i guess the the stupidity of the fear of at least heights uh, not falling but heights is that he's not afraid of heights he's just afraid of wits so that's that's (laughs) kind of a a different way because i don't really care if i'm in a building that's uh, that has 100 floors as long as there's enough width for me to walk around there up there <laughs> all right so well so Stephen Wright let's is bring our next guest on so <laughs> well Stephen wright is a, a favorite and he's certainly in the the book of the no nonsense nonsense book and if you're looking for nonsense i'll tell you what that book is chock full of it so there's not going to be nonsense coming on right now so give me a give me a great bio and intro for our guest kurt Absolutely. Kurt Nally is one of the world's most sought-after experts on Facebook, social media, marketing, 
marketing and paid traffic strategies that dramatically increase short-term and long-term revenue. His exclusive Austin-based digital marketing agency, the Black Box Social Media, has a client list that reads like a VIP carpet list made up of celebrities, reality TV stars, Shark Tank contestants, professional sports teams, speakers, New York Times bestselling authors, and lots of small and medium-sized businesses, all by referral only. His clients include people like Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, Mike Dillard, John Maxwell, Michael Hyatt, Ocean Robbins, Six Pat Shortcuts, the number two most influential channel on YouTube, and the San Antonio Spurs organization and many others. His strategic online marketing campaigns have dominated more than 40 business niches and have been really exciting over the last eight years online. He's invited to speak all over the world at exclusive and invitation-only high-level masterminds, and he shared the stage with people you might have heard, like Robert Kiyosaki, Dan Kennedy, Eben Pagan, Ezra Firestone, uh, Todd Brown, Ryan Daniel, uh, Morin, and, and many more. So uh, Kurt is a very talented very inspirational gentleman who knows how to monetize Facebook and the best of niches. And he actually was banned off of Facebook for over two years. So the fact that he's learned how to monetize it without even being on it for two years is quite an amazing feat. So let's have a standing ovation for Kurt Nally. Hey, everybody. I really appreciate being on the show. Thanks, everybody. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Andre, you are breaking up a lot just as an FYI, so I just wanted to make sure you know that. So, uh, Kurt, great to see you or uh, have you on the show. I know I saw you two years ago at Flight Club, and it was a very brief encounter. But it's funny that if Andrea had not been at that event, that we wouldn't be circling back to having this conversation. And there's a couple ways to have a show. First of all, building a great relationship and having a lot of knowledge about the person. And the other way is you are fortunate enough to meet someone who is making things happen in the world and this, it's a blank canvas and we create conversation out of really a lot of surprises I guess so this will be spontaneous but I, it'll be obviously powerful so I wanted to first of all ask you if you could just share your story that relates to who you are now like where you grew up what happened in your childhood per se that caused you to be who you are now yeah yeah absolutely I basically grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. My father was an entrepreneur. We grew up in a small town where essentially um, I watched him build houses and sub-developments and apartments and then uh, hotels and so on. And then fast forward some years, he gets caught up in the real estate. This was in Nebraska. He gets caught up in the real estate market in Phoenix. And I realized I don't want to grow up in a small hometown in Nebraska and that just be it. So I moved to Austin, Texas. The real estate market, of course, gets, I get into it at 2007. Lots of other people know that's when the market collapsed. So during that time when I was advertising my real estate business and I was training and speaking on stage about real estate education, well, I started advertising online. So when that market started to crash, I started to help out some small business owners. And it was only, that was about eight years ago. And it was only about six months later that I ended up running into someone that had made over $30 million online at that point. And I sat in his living room one night as I watched him make over $500,000 over the course of a couple of hours, and it changed my belief system. And that was eight years ago. So fast forward to today, I have um, a digital agency. It's an ad agency. It's been referral only, kind of the who's who. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. I also have digital training products. I speak on stage. 
I'm kind of behind the, a lot of the celebrity types of writing some of those scripts and really running and getting their social media running on the paid side of things. So been an entrepreneur for a long time, and I just love being here to share the story and help other people do the same. So, again, thanks for having me, especially not being able to dive in and have a long conversation at first. So this is, this is great. Thank you very much. Well, I'll just say this with you, Kurt. My, my biggest guest I have, they actually tell me, I don't want to talk to you. I want this. I don't want any. I want all surprises. I mean, make this entertaining for me. So uh, <laughs> half of my guests actually say that. So, so, so it's really cool because you're going into it where you're going to create something powerful because there's no attachment to what needs to be said or what needs to happen. So I already like what you've shared because it, it gets me on the first question. Uh, are you a father? Uh, no, I'm not. Yeah. Not yet. Someday. Okay. Not yet. Well, the reason I ask is because your parents were entrepreneurs and they obviously had an impact on how you were brought up versus someone that had, I'll, I'll call it a, um, s- more stability. <laughs> so what, what was that like? What was, what was the difference maker there? Oh, great question. So the interesting thing is, is my parents were divorced, I think when I was in the fourth grade and everything worked out fine. Uh, my mom was raising us three boys and all three of us, all three of the sons were all entrepreneurs. Well, she worked for the state and it was always, we have to save, we couldn't afford, how are we going to, but what happens if it doesn't work out? She has this whole money conversation that well, honestly took me years of a lot of coaching to realize how to unkind of program from my brain. On my dad's side of things, we lived in a town of 2,500. I just went back there uh, last weekend for my brother's daughter's high school graduation and I got to show my girlfriend. We've been dating about a year. Well, my, like I mentioned, my father had a subdevelopment. Well, in the subdevelopment, my last name is one of the roads. One of the other roads is my first name. So I have a first name and a last name on a road. Then my family owned a bar. We have a name on a bar. Well, my father was pretty influential in town. And, and to wrap everything up, like one of the probably the biggest things that got me into entrepreneurship is when I went to go get a car loan when I was 16. And my dad goes, we're going to go in the bank. I'm going to show you how this works. We go into the bank. My dad's impatient, like a lots of entrepreneurs. He wants to talk to the vice president. And about five minutes later, my dad says, Bob, vice president of the bank, I, I'm here with my kid. What are we going to do? And the vice president says, you know, just go write a check. Whatever you want, just go do it. Go write a check and just tell me what car you bought later. And my dad looks at me and goes, that's not really how you get a loan on a bank. But when you know people, I guess you're in a small town. And when you run enough business with them, that's how you do it. And I'm like... My mom has this different conversation than with money than my dad does. So that was really the inspiration. And then I worked for running call centers for 15 years, some large call centers. But one day I realized I want to have that money conversation like my dad did. So, so it got me really inspired in, in, in entrepreneurship been here ever since. So the distinction may be that your mom was more in a mindset of scarcity with money and your father's more in abundance. And also he used relationship collateral to create whatever whatever he wanted. Is that a kind of way yeah. of it? Exactly, because my dad knew, well, whatever you want, you can figure it out and design it for yourself and meet somebody. And my mom was, we only have enough because someone's not providing enough for us. Huge different distinction that happened in my life. Yeah, and you have to watch which one you take on because one can serve you 100% one way and another can serve you 100% another way, but the blend can keep it stable, which is kind of cool when you have a relationship that you attract perhaps someone that's the opposite. So there's a nice check and balance to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask yeah. about uh, the young lady who was on just recently, uh, Chastity. She has 
an artist compound that she's expanding and you got to hear what she's up to. Do you have any reaction to that? Any, any advice based on what she's trying to do? So the main thing that I really run on these days, well, these days I have for the last seven, eight years is really just paid traffic on Facebook. So what, and we still dabble on Google and other things. And, you know, a lot of people are always talking about, let's do this one video that goes viral. And I have some friends that have made a lot of money on viral videos, but it's kind of like saying, Hey, I want to pay my mortgage by trying to win the lottery. Like it just doesn't really happen. So what Zuckerberg right. basically says is he says that he, do, he doesn't actually like, they know that the science says spending more time on Facebook actually isn't good for people, but having a deeper connection for people is. So what's interesting is when we've been running ads over the last couple of years, the last really 18 months, we've made a dramatic shift to video. Because what happens is, is so many people are like, hey, I have an artist compound in Baltimore. Let's go ahead and place an ad. I'm going to get website clicks to my website. And then I hope someone buys something right away because how am I going to afford those clicks to the website? It can be expensive. Let's just, I'll make up some numbers to make it easy. But let's just say 50 cents to get a visitor. Uh, I may need a couple hundred visitors to get someone to come to the artist compound. Uh, that's a couple hundred mm-hmm. bucks. Now pretty soon we're going to a couple thousand bucks pretty quickly and easily. What we really take a look at, I was actually just working on this now. I'm working with a documentary um, that we're launching uh, with a client worldwide where we basically focus on videos first. So like the story she started to tell is very similar to a friend I also have in Baltimore that is very passionate along the exact same lines. Her name is Jessica. And I remember talking to her about this. She goes, how would we encourage people in Baltimore to really kind of change the, the branding that, that, that they have? Well, one of them was run videos, not 10-second commercials that say, hey, look who we are. But what you do is you run a three- to five-minute commercial because what will happen is, is Facebook will actually target the right people who have a high probability to watch your video in that area. People mm-hmm. will watch you for three or four minutes. So what's more important, someone actually spending, like if what you and I are doing right now, three or four minutes together or an ad that goes to someone's website? So to wrap that up, I would encourage looking at video ads where she runs video ads that are two to three minutes long in her local area. So people get to know her story through video because it's the cheapest and easiest way. And then she can retarget people who watch those video views 25, 50 or 75%. I would lead with video and build that relationship. That's brilliant. That is very brilliant. And I want to say that you mentioned uh, Jessica, since I'm in this area, what's Jessica's last name? What is her company? Uh, Jessica Novak. Okay she does some real estate and she does some other things. And I don't remember the, num- the name of her company off the top of my head. Okay. So the reason I asked that also is because that person, maybe a person we're connecting on the air with Chastity later. And the other thing that's kind of cool is Chastity being on the air for eight minutes with 3,600 uh, uh, artists and musicians and creative types and wanting to go national. We never know where this show is going to take us, but I try to put these shows together where the, the matchmaking that happens is not only unpredictable, but it's usually complimentary. So I think she's going to get a lot of value out of what you're saying, but we may actually find people that want to learn about you locally that we wouldn't have had if it wasn't for Chastity. It's kind of cool. The other person that you mentioned earlier that uh, generated a large amount of income and you watched him do it, do you want to say his name and is he someone that yeah. people can follow? Um, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Many people already know who he is. His name's Mike Dillard. He's someone based here out of mm-hmm. Austin. He's done 
$55 million online at this point. I watched him the day that he, and this is all public information, um, I watched him the day that he released the company called The Elevation Group that went on to make about $10.5 million that year within a 12-month period. So Mike's been instrumental in helping out my career, and he's humble and amazing, and he lives right across the street from where I'm looking at right now. And that was, you know, and, and like every <laughs> entrepreneur has, that was my one day that changed my belief system that, like, well, I saw the guys on the Internet do it, but I saw somebody in real life that we just had a beer together and we're talking, and I just watched him do it, and it's, it's possible. It changed my life forever. So love that, man. So you, you live in Austin, right? I live in Austin, live in Austin, Texas. Austin? I don't think I can ever live here. I love this place. Yeah, I hear it's great, and it certainly is uh, rated as one of the top cities to live in, and certainly one of the ones that is most prosperous and growing. Do you know a gentleman named mm-hmm. Peter Stropel? I'm sorry, who is that? Peter Stropel. That name, that name, uh, name sounds very familiar. Well, it's interesting because only people in Austin. Austin, I would ask that question to because not only is he from Austin, but he launched a Friends of Peter, which is really an organization. Well, it's not an organization. It's, it's more of a network of people that know him, but he was rated as the number one person for connecting people that have a big problem that need a big solution. So if you have a problem, you bring it to Peter, and he has a Rolodex that, according to Forbes standards, is the best Rolodex you could possibly uh, have to connect people to. So I will connect you with Peter later, but uh, I, I have a lot of reasons I want to get to Austin, and one of them is to get to see Peter meet him personally because he is connected to the top decision makers in the United States, if not the world. Well, I'll tell you what, that's one of the main reasons I live here is there's a party here called the Internet Marketing Party that happens once a month, changed my career. But there's yeah, a lot of David people Gonzalez. in the yeah, absolutely. He's one of my best friends. He's a brother from another mother. I've known him. For, he, that man changed my life many years ago. Uh, I'm just about, I'm going to hang out with him later him this you, afternoon. Well, tell when you see him this afternoon, say, Ken Rashawn says hi, and tell him that I'd love to have him on the show. I went to a mastermind where he was at, uh, and I even got a uh-huh. picture of him holding a key smiling card. But tell him, please accept my friend request. I mean, he's got 5,000. He can get rid of <laughs> one person to fit me in there. <laughs> I will absolutely do that. I will, I, I, and I'll tell you this. That party and his connections have meant so much to me. I actually have a place that is, is interesting because you're talking about connectors. I have a place downtown Austin, and I'll make this offer to you as well. I have a place downtown Austin that has one of the most beautiful views of the city. That's one of my favorite things to do. I'm talking to you right now from my office slash my home that overlooks the city. And there's a bar right on top, uh, just one floor up. Now, whether you drink or not, it's not the part of being at the bar the re- one of the main reasons I live here is because of all the different events that happen in Austin. It's hard to connect with someone in a group of 500 people when you're connecting with the speaker, as you know, for more than two minutes. But if you come up to the bar right. with the most beautiful view in Austin, there's only 10 people here. So you are absolutely welcome when you come to Austin. One of the main reasons I'm here, I love this city for that, for that reason and connecting with some great well, people here. So I'd love to have you here. Well, David is one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. He is certainly a visionary, and the the way he partners with people, you know, he is such a a major mastermind and actually bringing talent to him and leveraging that talent, and then he attracts the most amazing speakers for his parties. You cannot lose going to one of his events. Completely agree. Yeah, I I ran the ads for for some of his events. Uh, I've spoken on a stage three times. Um, yeah, his, uh, his event has absolutely changed my life. He's a phenomenal individual. Absolutely. 
So what I want to do next is talk about what you happen with Facebook since we are talking about Facebook connections here. I heard through the grapevine, especially since I looked at the profile and it says you were banned for 14 months, I'm back. <laughs> so what caused the banning and um, was it good for, it to be, for you to be banned and what did you learn from it? Uh, great question. You know, it's interesting because uh, people hear this rumor and they're like, hey, I, I, you got banned from Facebook. You know, I actually had an ad account closed. And I'm like, no, no, no. June 2nd, 2015 at 4.18 in the afternoon, I got a cease and desist where I had 15 employees working in an office in downtown Austin where all of their personal accounts and my personal accounts were eliminated at 4.18 p.m. All my clients' accounts were disconnected from our agency accounts and I was served an email, not even a letter, that said, I have 12 hours to respond to 13 demands, which basically said I could not touch Facebook, I could not have a third party touch Facebook, I could not have an employee touch Facebook, and I could not use a third party software to touch Facebook, otherwise I was illegally encroaching on their servers. Now at that time, I knew about as much as you did from what I just told you. And what basically ends up happening is I was at the cutting edge at the time, November 2014. I'm running ad accounts for people like ClickFunnels. I know Russell well. Evan Pagan, I've been running stuff for Lead Pages, San Antonio Spurs. Well, Facebook at this time had horrible customer service. And they're trying and they're improving. Well, we had 14 ad client ad accounts close in November 2014. No reason. We didn't know why. And there's no customer support. So I went out to find customer support. Well, what ends up happening is I met uh, an employee of mine, introduced me to somebody at Facebook. And after millions of dollars in ad spends over the years, we could not find a rep. Didn't Like, you spent $20 million in helicopters, someone would call you. Facebook doesn't really care. <laughs> yeah. So what happens is I met someone internally. They said, wow, Kurt, I'm going to help you get a, a Facebook rep. That didn't happen, which is fine. She goes, okay, Kurt, I'm going to help, help with your customer service. Wow, you have a lot of issues. I know, I'm just looking for help. She goes, how about if I help you part-time and you pay me part-time and go, as long as you don't violate any violations, like I'm not looking to pay someone under the table, I'm, I have good people that just look for help. And she helped me for over the course of a couple of weeks and Facebook sent me a letter that then said that they felt that that relationship, she provided confidential proprietary information. Now they've never said what that information that is. You know now as much as I do. But for 18 months, I wasn't allowed to be on Facebook at all. Now, this meant no family pictures. Also meant that I was single. I couldn't connect to any apps. It also meant that an industry that I had helped really help forge because of what I teach online, I was banned from. So I sat on the side for 18 months. And the only way that you can negotiate with Facebook, because they own the island, there's no case precedent about what I'm telling you. There's no laws. There's no one I can complain to. I had to deal with a partner from a place called Perkins Coie, which is one of the world's largest international law firms that handles the Russian sanction investigations. And like the Cambridge stuff, I had to deal with a partner. And I wrote him emotional letters every single week on why I thought this was wrong. And I could have dialed in with a VPN or got my brother's sister's aunt's uncle's account. But for two years, I worked through another agency, never touched it. I wanted to do the right thing. And eventually, Facebook came back and said, you know what? Sorry. And we're going to give you another opportunity. And I signed a document that said if I violate any of Facebook terms of use, I share this on stage, that uh, I'll owe Facebook $40,000 payable within seven days. I've never violated a term of their mm-hmm. use. We've never had a problem with their contract. And I tell people like your story today, my business has grown 
even when I was off of Facebook for three years. So it all works out. So the learning lesson is yes. just always do the right thing. Amen to that. And uh, I was just looking over. So you don't have to tell David to connect with me because apparently he's heard the show live and he just connected with me. No, I don't know if it's just now, but he, he's connected with me now. But I was looking at our common friends. So we're not friends on Facebook, which is really interesting because we have 147 amazing mutual friends. So I'll just name a couple. Jason Myers, Matt Basic, Dennis Yu, Chris Cade, Charles Bird, Sam Bell, Dan Cushel. I mean, this it's insane. Uh, Robert Mission. So these and, and Sherry Tree. And by the way, half these people have been on my show. And you know Gonzalo, right? Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Gonzalo stayed with me. And this is how I love being connected. I host a, a, an influential party at Traffic and Conversion every year. That's a who's who, whatever. Gonzalo stayed at my mm-hmm. place with seven other people. Uh, absolutely. I know Gonzalo. I know all these people very, very well. Yeah, these are all great friends. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm looking at your list at 147. Ty Cohen's been on my show, uh, Garrett Carrera, Ryan Ellison. I mean, this is an amazing I'm I'm running Ryan Ellison's <laughs> right now. Yeah, this is a lot of my really? clients and friends that you just met. Absolutely. We've run his launch for the last couple of years. The strategy we're running with videos, there's, a, yeah, there's probably a lot of launches or a lot of things that you're seeing online. We have a lot of clients that are, have been on Shark Tank, so you've probably seen a, a lot of the products that we market. This is... I'll say this kind of wrap it up like this is kind of my it's kind of my niche. My problem is my addiction is I work with really smart people who have a brilliant message who may be a little crazy that we just add a little bit of numbers behind on Facebook and if they have a brilliant message, my job isn't really that hard. So that's cool. So I'm I, so instead of telling David Gonzalez to connect with me, I'm going to call David and tell him to have you connect with me. Okay, that'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know Michael Schmidlin. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I'll put it yeah. this way. You are connected with him. Yeah, so Michael's the guy who introduced me to Peter Strobel. And I'm not, not trying to go down this rabbit hole too far, but I'm telling you, when you actually see why I did this later, you will thank me because Peter has the most amazing Rolodex. And what we're doing right now is we're naming people that connect us, that give validity, that relationship collateral matters. That's, that's That was my point in doing that. Oh, 100%. So, my, people, I'm sorry, go ahead. I don't mean to go ahead. No, no, no. No, I was going another tangent. You go ahead. Which is fascinating. Go ahead. People ask me all the time is they go, Kurt, what kind of funnel do you have set up with your agency? Like you have a lot of this kind of who's who, like what, what, what's the funnel? I've never had a funnel. I've never advertised our agency business ever. We've made a lot of money. We're some great people. It's all by just treating people fairly and having great relationships. You're 100% correct. The reason I'm with Dave Gonzalez and some of the reasons I'm here in Austin is my business has thrived over the last year, over the last eight years for 100% built on relationships by doing the right thing, not just grabbing the money as fast as possible. And we've never really had to worry about money. So, yeah. yeah and, and, and that's actually why uh, Andrea wanted you on the show for a full hour. And that's a big compliment because yeah. – to cover an hour is to say that you have so much more to say than an hour could actually hold. And you've certainly <laughs> proven it so far. But my point in actually sharing this is that I looked you up. And if it wasn't for Andrea saying, this guy is rocking it. He is, he's actually an outlier. He's, he's uh, disrupting what you would think would be the way to do things. Because if you go to your Facebook page and you go to uh, the social black box, I believe it is, right? Uh-huh. 
Yep. Okay. So black box social media. You have a whole 13 mm-hmm. likes. I mean, you almost, by the way, I think, this, I think, I think I'm, I'm going to put a like on there and I'm going to knock it up to 14. Because I think 14 is a way luckier number than 13. All right. Well, here's the interesting thing. I don't remember <laughs> October 2017 is when I was legally allowed to post any pages again. So even though I've been in business eight years, right, all right. those pages were wiped out. They're brand new. Okay, so that that brings up another question then. When they banned you, did they allow you to bring uh-huh. back your same account? Okay, no, so not at all. Allow that no. Oh, so everything just, started from scratch. Right. So the interesting thing is, is I just actually wow. did a Facebook Live on this on my own on my own Facebook page because Facebook Lives we've helped people become New York like I've had I think six clients now become New York Times bestselling authors four of them because we showed them how to do the Facebook Lives in a per, in a in a certain sequence. So you can see mm-hmm. I talk about this on my personal page. I just did a Facebook Live. I did two of them, one on Friday, one on Sunday about this, which essentially is uh, we were having this conversation right before your show. My other page for my digital business, Social Media Ad Genius, it only has 1,100 likes. We've made hundreds of thousands of dollars from that page, but it only has 1,100 mm-hmm. likes. But I actually show the example of another guru in the industry who has 460,000 likes on their page, but they have less engagement than I do. I know they make less money than I do, but what they do is they defraud people because they get a bunch of fake engagement and likes, and Facebook Big Data says, huge data says, engagement and likes actually don't produce an ROI. They don't. So out of my $20 million in ad spend, I've never seen anybody build fake likes and build a relationship. So what's interesting is, is today you can actually lead with video views. So if you scroll down my page, you'll see I have lots of video views because I can retarget people and I build deep mm-hmm. relationships with smaller pools of people. So I don't require a fan page that has hundreds of thousands of people on it. I make a ton of money off a fan page now, but it's more about the deeper connections with people versus the social proof that so many people think that they require. It's just not backed up by data. Well, that's why you see what you see. Yeah, and, and just to, exactly, and uh, I applaud the fact that you discovered that because that's the way it should be. You shouldn't yeah. be able to buy and fake out and win. And, and it's so congruent with what the universe or if you have, believe in a higher purpose uh, that you would mm-hmm. actually want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, I, I, I'm really happy it happened for you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because I was at the, actually, I had to wrap this up. I was actually at the internet marketing party and I had a friend go with me. And this is about three months after I got sued by Facebook. And they're like, oh my goodness, Kurt, what are you, you going to do? And we're at the internet marketing party and about 30 people she said, she listened into of saying, oh my God, did you hear what happened to Kurt? It was, oh my, I can't believe that just happened. What's he going to do? Well, I know he has this other program. I, she goes, Kurt, everyone's talking about you. Everyone knows what you're going to do next. And by the way, one part of the story I didn't mention, within two weeks of this happening, I followed all of Facebook's rules. I partnered with my brother. He's at an ad agency for 13 years. I just said, well, I can't touch anything, but I can coach. So all my clients will pay you, and then I'll just coach you what to do. Now me and my brother have had a business for the last three years that's very successful. So, yeah, everybody talked about me during the entire time. We got a lot more business for it, and actually, I'm a lot happier so it's one of the greatest things that ever happened to me. Just didn't know it at the time. Yeah, and uh, the thing I coach on is social proof, is that if you're really doing big things in the world, let the world know it because the world will embrace you and support you yeah. and follow you. and So you're doing the legitimate thing. Yeah. Well, I want to bring Andre on because Andrea's probably got a lot of questions she wants to ask. I want to at least 
bring her in for a question or two. So, Andrea, do you have a question for Kurt? I do. So, Kurt, when I had the chance to talk with you last year at Flight Club and learned about your ideas for engagement and so forth, and then finally had the chance to really have a good conversation with you about it again, because I also am a good connector, as Ken was bragging about for me. Thank you very much, Ken. And so one of the things uh, with that then is the continual engagement, which is something that Ken is also really uh, good with is following up with people and connecting with them and touching base. But you do it in such a way with your social media pages that's monetizing. And that's one of the things that I really want to hear more about. So if you would really elaborate, that would be awesome. Oh, absolutely. So I'll make this... I'll start from a 30,000-foot view, and you can ask me questions along the way, but I'll make it really pretty simple. So many people, like myself and probably lots of people listening in, we like to overcomplicate this thing called business and the social medias. So what happens is is we try to get the perfect video with the perfect look, with the perfect setting, with the perfect whatever. No one really cares. And what I mean by that is just all these little stories we have in between our ears. We listen to all this great motivational stuff. But what happens is, is Facebook's been learning in this algorithm for years. There are 150,000 different equations to figure out why you see what in your newsfeed. So Facebook already knows what people want to see. You don't really have to second guess that. The other thing is, is three years ago, Facebook actually, Zuckerberg actually posted on his personal page and said, hey, look how we look at videos, meaning we, the algorithm. Facebook knows in less than 0.6 seconds, if there's a video of Four people underwater playing water polo with a ball wearing four different color caps so they can show that video in a suggested video to David Gonzalez because he loves water polo. Well, what I just said is the algorithm figures out who to show the perfect video to, not me as a silly human trying to build out the perfect website, I mean landing page, I mean perfect content, I mean, perfect blog, I mean, perfect, and then tell the world. Because as you all know, because you're in this business, there are so many people out there that have this brilliant message to share with the world. The problem is that they get ready to get ready to get ready to get ready, and they just never get that message out there. But what happens is, is shooting a video that's two to four minutes long is a way to connect with people just like what we are right now. And Facebook, the algorithm, even if you're posting just organically on a regular basis, Facebook will find the right people who will watch that video, not just a second, but a minute, two minutes, and three minutes. And if you record three, five, six videos, you could just record a video every three days that's two to five minutes. You're not going to look like you have a ton of views, but your connections are really deep. It's a lot deeper connection than what you're going to get if you typically just write out 20 blogs and spend all those hours. Still write the blog, still do the website, definitely do the books. But if you want to connect with people on a lower budget and you don't have the budget to design out a fancy website, fancy sales funnels, fancy email follow-ups, record videos on a regular basis because it's, well, it's just like having a conversation like we are right now. That's the main thing. Facebook will do all the hard work for you. Just record some content that's three to five minutes to connect with your audience. Does, does that help? Does that make sense? And I'm happy to go into more detail from that. Well, one that makes a lot of sense. And two, please do go into more detail. <laughs> Well, what happens is, is I actually just did a training for this on the, uh, for a network marketing company. Um, there's some friends that I have that are in this network marketing company that essentially they're doing thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a week, and they're super humble, and they're amazing people because 
They have amazing systems and processes, and they don't use any paid traffic whatsoever. I actually, I was just communicating with this right before the call. We actually just had, hey, if you want to learn how to do our Facebook Live scripts, we were just, I was just talking about this with our, uh, my business partner. But essentially what happened is this. I just have this call with Isogenics that I just recorded. And essentially what it, what it is, is these people are not using any paid traffic. It's just the power of social proof. So the way they do it is, and again, you can use this for any type of business. I'm talking about on their personal profile. Now, if you want to build this on a business page, it's fine. It has less of a reach. We can talk about running paid ads to that video. We can talk about that in a minute. But let's just talk about organic because everybody has some free traffic. There's not a ton of traffic, so you're not going to get lots of views, but you get good connections. So what happens is people love consistency. So just figure out for yourself, if you're going to do, let's just say, two videos a week that are three to four or five minutes long, don't think of, hey, everyone has ADD. We have to do just 30 seconds because there's no 30-second podcast interviews. Those would suck. That's not building any relationship whatsoever, <laughs> right? It's, it's the people are like, Kurt, you sure people want to watch three to five minutes? And I'm like, we've been having a conversation for 20. Yeah. Yeah, that's why people want to engage with you. Facebook's already figured out the science. You don't have to figure that out. What you figure out is, for example, like we're talking about here, hey, I really believe in amplifying someone's message. How do we do that? Well, I can answer that in a couple of, I can answer that in a couple of different videos pretty easily. So what happens is you allow these videos to connect. You post these videos on a regular basis. As you're posting these videos on a regular basis, what ends up happening is this. People see you, but they don't like or comment. That's okay. As you start doing more, as you start to be out in the field, as you start to network, people, it's your calling card. It's kind of like your website. My girlfriend's in network marketing because she literally can meet someone. She ha friends them on Facebook, and then they see her regular videos. They get to know, like, or trust her, and then they reach out and say, hey, I like this video when you said this. I have a question on, and that becomes a lead. So what ends up happening over time is you may all do this right now, is you're watching a video on your phone, and all of a sudden this little black box pulls up, and it shows a suggested video. So I'm watching a video, for instance, like with you, and let's just say David Gonzalez, and I'm watching one about Frank Kerr, and then I'm watching one about Todd Brown, then I'm watching one about somebody else, and then all of a sudden the video of you and I doing a podcast, because let's just say I filmed it, it happened a year ago, all of a sudden because it's relevant content, that pops up. Now, because I watch your video from a couple of years ago for a minute, and it's three minutes long, now over the next couple of days, I'm just going to randomly see, randomly, more videos from you. That's all free marketing. So if you want to build a relationship, record right. three to five minute videos organically. If you want to really expand it, we can talk about paid traffic later. Does that help? It, do it does. Um, it helps a lot. So I want to uh, actually ask you a question. So the reason that people should be consistent is obvious, but what would you attribute that to be? What is the, what is the humor, the human condition that's attracting that? Uh, for consistency? Yep. At the end, you know, what's, what's, what's funny is that, so I'm personally, because I'm in call centers and in marketing, I'm fascinated with human psychology, just how the brain works, the chemicals, the flow, the words, and all that other stuff. And it's interesting because at the end of the day, people are starting out as an entrepreneur. They're like, okay, audience, tell me what you want. 
Not really, because people don't really know what they want. If they know what they want, they wouldn't be asking you in the first place. There's all these other issues, and people have mm-hmm. all these other issues involved in their head. And, well, that's usually what stops people is their own stories that, well, it's their own story. So if it's like, okay, so for one, one of the things like that I do personally is I will host a training class that I sell, and I'm like, hey, in two weeks, I'm going to sell this, and in two weeks, we're going to start. Well, then I have to be consistent, so every single week I'm showing up, I'm being consistent. It's constantly moving me forward. Einstein said this. I'm fascinated with Einstein. His son got out of a relationship, and his son was severely depressed. And Einstein said, life is like a bicycle. If you keep pedaling, you're not going to fall off. You have to keep moving. So when I see people, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, Kurt, over the years, you've been really successful. to work with some really great people. What did you do different? We went to the same events. We went to the same parties. We had the same trainings except I just worked morning, noon, and night, and then I worked on the same thing consistently, doing the same thing. I didn't look for the new thing, chase the new thing, which meant I didn't consistently start over. So if you're tired of consistently start over, you're just doing the same thing over and over and over, and it may be boring as you, but like, this is the best analogy I can give you. Hotel California is the most overplayed song in bars throughout the world. How many times do you think the Eagles have sung that song? I've personally heard it, I'm 40. And they've been in business a long time. So I know they've sung that a million times at least. And they've made a killing doing it because they're consistent and everybody loves them. And that's the importance of it. So consistency will exactly. always so, outperform due diligence. Always. So we're going to move to rapid fire questions, which means yeah. we ask them quickly. You answer them as quickly as possible. But I want to, I, uh, I guess, give you the, the, the gift, if this is not the gift, of what I was asking in that question. So... What does consistency equals one word? What does consistency mean to me in one word? Yep. I mean, I I have the word and I'm going to give it to you if you want. And that, that word is powerful because it equals conversion. Ooh, yes. I'm very interested. Okay. So the word is, I love human behavior too. And I've studied it probably at least not just my life, but probably the last six, seven years for 28,000 hours. I mean, I read everything there is to do with human condition, human behavior, human psychology. So consistency equals integrity. I like that. We just had a conversation the other day, my girlfriend and I with this, and we were talking about what people do behind closed doors, and they think it's fascinating. And I'm like, no, what you do behind closed doors with no one looking is called integrity. That's what you should always be doing. It's not fascinating because you did it because no one was looking. Exactly. And that's, and, yeah, and, and that's that. the most that. noble. Well, that was my gift to you because you have given so many gifts in the show. And when I heard you say that, I said, he just hit something that was a really big epiphany for me. Probably about a, late last year, I said, the only reason people convert is because they're consistent and consistent equals integrity. They're committed and you can never see them do something different. I love that. So you've been that. that. You've been that. You, and that's why you are so successful, because you have actually been that. It didn't mean that you had to make the equal sign. You already were the equal sign. So that's cool. So we're going to go to uh, we're going to go to really fast rapid fire because we got about two minutes left. So Andrea, I'll, I'll yield for first question to you. Go ahead. Okay, your favorite SEO word. Relevance. Your favorite book that changed your life. Four hour work week. Beautiful. Song that motivates Great. you. Um, uh, uh, we are the future. Awesome. And uh, quote that you live by. 
uh, two roads diverge in yellow wood. I traveled the one. I cho- chose the one last traveled by and in my life that has made all the difference. Amazing. Andre? Favorite indulgence? Ooh, IPA beer and pizza. <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's like a double twofer. Um, place you want to go that you haven't been? Uh, Burning Man. Bucket list goal you Burning haven't Man. reached. Okay. Traveling abroad for a year. Favorite place you have been? Prague, Czechoslovakia, my homage. Nice. What language would you want okay. to, would you want to speak if you could learn one in a day? Guten Tag, a little bit more German, just because. <laughs> Maybe some Czechs. What are you most proud of? Parents were really cussing at me. Short answer. What are you most oh, proud of? Sorry, what was that again? Uh, what What are you most proud of? Short answer. Most proud of digital products and inspiring people, inspiring people that have grown their businesses. Andre? And who would you like to meet yet that you haven't? Mr. Zuckerberg. Very good. <laughs> like to have an interesting right, well, conversation with him. How can, how can people follow you? How can you, we add to your 13 likes that you have on Facebook? <laughs> like the conversation. <laughs> So if you really want to be, if you really want to be uh, edumentained, if you really want to be entertained, there's a couple of different ways. Uh, the first one being is you can go ahead and follow me. It's Kurt Molly, C-U-R-T-M-A-L-Y. You can find me on the Facebooks. Um, so just Kurt, uh, Kurt Molly, C-U-R-T-M-A-L-Y. And uh, the other thing is you can always find me at Social Media Ad Genius. So what happens is we have a fan page that's Social Media Ad Genius. And if you look up Social Media Ad Genius, it's called Social Media Ad Genius 2.0 because 1.0 is still owned by Facebook and they will not release it. But it's okay. That is why we start over with some really great people. So that's one of the best ways to find me. And if you watch one of my videos, I'll tell you, you're going to watch one of my videos for two or three minutes. You're not going to stop seeing any of my other videos. It's part of the whole system we set up. It's one of the ways to get to know me. So I'd love to be able to get to know you some more. All right. Well, in 10 seconds, I just want to say you have been an amazing guest. You have an amazing mind and heart. Thank you for allowing us to have you for an hour and to amplify your soul and your creative genius. And I want to say, even though we didn't get to talk about a book, you need to do a book because your story and your intellect would actually inspire people beyond the time and scope and the four hour and the four hour work week you have, you know, so I really want to actually talk with you later offline about how we can help support your story and actually she educate people how they can be more abundant. So thank yeah, you very much, Kurt, for being on the show. You're awesome. All right. Have a great week. You. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Have a great day. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.